week we have the opportunity to speak with um, Barbara Boriati, um, our reading consultant, our literacy consultant for over a decade now from Generation Ready. Thank you for joining us. Thank you very much for uh, being interested in interviewing me. Of course. Uh, Barbara's been coming, like we said, for about 10 years, working with our teachers, helping us evolve our literacy curriculum, um, working with myself, the coaches, the teachers. So we thank you, Barbara, for all the work that you've done for us at Yeshivar Torah. Oh, it's been very enjoyable and very worthwhile. Well, your work is uh, definitely noticed in the classroom. So I'm glad that I was able to grab you. I know you have a very tight schedule. You have to get to all the classrooms and teachers that you work with. Um, but tell our parents a little bit about your, your journey in education. Well, I, I, I realized today that uh, I was, uh, in, I'm in education for 50 years. Wow. And I started off as classroom teacher all the way through elementary school. I had each grade. I, I became an assistant and then a principal in New York City school sis, uh, uh, system. And then I went up to Westchester and became a principal up there for 10 years. And right now I'm consulting in, with Generation Ready uh, in literacy. And I've also just started teaching classes at Hunter College. Oh, how about that? Yeah, in literacy oh. to undergraduate students. How's that? Is that fun? It is fun. It's very, it's interesting to understand uh, the, the diversity of the mm -hmm. students that I have. And, uh, and it's very interesting to be able to teach them uh, literacy s skills. Mm -hmm. and, it's, and just the, the critical work of preparing teachers um, for their jobs. Yes, and I also tell them as, mu as much as we try to prepare people, <laughs> you know, in college and university, it never prepares you enough for actually being on the job. Right. And that you learn so much more on the job. And that's why to have people come in mm -hmm. and work with you while you're on your job is, is, very, important. is very important. Well, that's why we have the model that we do where um, many of our newly graduated uh, teachers start as instructional assistants. Yeah. And we have a training program in-house because that's true. It's not until you're in the classroom facing those those students and they're looking at you and you're supposed yeah. to like teach them something it's yeah. different than yeah. in a classroom for sure um, I remember doing like uh, having to record myself teaching and then getting yes. feedback from <laughs> from my teachers in that way and it was just it was interesting yeah. interesting um, so as a as a literacy consultant why is reading so hard tell us well for some when students. you're in well, well when you're in the younger grades it's develop it's developmental mm -hmm. and some children are not ready to read yet right and uh when they're not ready to read they're not going to be obviously they're not going to be successful so in those younger grades you have to throw uh, understand that um it'll take time right as they go up through the grades though if they're going to have difficulty reading then you have to start paying more attention to what those difficulties are right and you also, and it, it could be for in numerous reasons. Mm -hmm. So you observe your child, mm -hmm. and the teacher observes the, your child, mm -hmm. and together you figure out uh, what is the best path to take to help that child mm -hmm. through the reading process. Mm -hmm. And what should a parent do if they, they notice that their, their child's having a difficult time? Well, the first thing you, you need to do 
is besides observe your child, mm-hmm. uh, you can make a record, uh, record the notes on what your child is having difficulty with, mm-hmm. and then make an appointment with the teacher, and go in and speak to the teacher about the uh, uh, mm-hmm. the difficulties that your child is having, mm-hmm. and make a plan with the teacher on how you can help the teacher, mm-hmm. how you can help at home, and uh, and and understand what how to keep uh, track of what the teacher is doing in school. Mm-hmm. And in general, how can parents help their children develop literacy skills? What's the, what's the best way for parents at home to do that? Well, the best, the best thing for parents to do, and I'm, I'm, I know everyone has a very heavy schedule at home, but to make time to sit down and to read with your child. Mm-hmm. You can read to your child, and when you read, you can what you're doing is showing your child how fluent read how fluent reading how fluent sounds like sound what reading sounds like right. what what language sounds mm-hmm. like you can introduce them to uh, beautiful words right and uh and you can have your child read to you mm-hmm. and uh in a close situation where the, where your child is either sitting on your lap or sitting next to you because that is um, makes it a very special occasion for you and your child together. Mm-hmm. You can also ask the teacher what there are some things that you might be able to do at home mm-hmm. to to in, to strengthen what the teacher is doing in school. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important to not end this when your children hit like junior high. Um, I know that it's not the same. They're not going to sit on your lap when you read to them. But I find I find at home that you know if we pick an article from the newspaper once a week and you know we read it out loud and then we talk about it, like that's more age appropriate for junior high kids. And they have a lot of opinions about current events. You'd yeah. be surprised how how interested they get in that. Um, so we have like a different family articles a week. So yeah. that's fun. What I saw one day that made me I pleased me so much. You know, when when you're sitting on the train and everyone has their phones and mm-hmm. everyone is not looking at, no one looks at each other, there was a mother and a child, and the mother was reading aloud to her little girl mm. on the train. Very nice. And the little girl was just lying, you know, leaning listening against and, the mother and mm. listening. And everything, all the noise that was going <laughs> on around in the train didn't make any difference. Wow. It was a quiet time. And she was reading to her daughter. Mm-hmm. I once read somewhere also, the children, as we know, they observe everything. So aside from what you directly do with them, when you're relaxing, if you sit down and you pick up your phone, they see that. And if you yeah. sit down on the couch and you pick up a book, when you're trying to enjoy yourself or if you're trying to learn something new, yeah. they take that in, I yeah. think. I, uh, I remember reading that somewhere, actually. Um, in schools, since you consult, what's the very best way for a school to teach reading? Well, the first thing you do is you look at your reading program, and then when once you look at it, you uh, you have to um, make decisions on how to best uh, meet your child, your meet the students' needs. Mm-hmm. So we, uh, I talk a lot about the jargon called balanced literacy, and balanced literacy is really a balance of an instructional approach mm-hmm. that. And uh, so it's modeling reading, it's uh, sharing reading together with the children, it's having the children in small groups so that they can uh, 
uh, uh, it's, you can guide them, and then they're on their own independently. Mm-hmm. So it, it's on a continuum of uh, major support with modeled reading, mm-hmm. and and it, then a little less scaffolding mm-hmm. and less support, which would be uh, sh- what we call shared reading, mm-hmm. where the teacher and the children can read the text together, mm-hmm. and guided reading, which is still supported. And then finally, when the child is independently reading, mm-hmm. they're off on their own. Like a gradual so release. It's a gradual release of responsibility. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's the balance that mm-hmm. we talk about. And our coach, Yonina, who I know you yes. know very well and work with a lot, um, she talks about it in I, we... You terms like the teacher. Yes, I do it, and then I we do, do it, it together. We do and it, then you and do then it on you your own. do it, and that's very much a Pearson. He's the release of responsibility mm-hmm. guru, mm-hmm. which is good <clears throat> in general for children, yeah. not just with yeah. reading. So some people say reading instruction is the most important thing that we do in school. Do you agree with that as a as a reading? A literacy specialist. As a literacy specialist, you would think I would agree wholeheartedly with that. <laughs> yeah. But the first thing I think the most important thing to do in school is to set up an environment where the children feel comfortable and safe to learn. Right. Once they're in that environment, that's your first mm-hmm. charge. Once they feel that, then they can be comfortable in learning how to read. Mm-hmm. And that's true. Yeah. Uh, students learn when they're safe and they can take risks and they mm-hmm. can make mistakes. Yeah. And we believe, as you know, from visiting our school so many times, that yeah. we believe very strongly in that approach yeah. at Hartora. And as a former principal, that's something that I, mm-hmm. you know, know that is necessary. Yeah. Well, thank you for joining us on the podcast. I'm so happy to be here in your school, as I always yes. am. And I was very... Uh, a privilege to be part of a podcast. <laughs> well, I think this is the first podcast first I've one? been part of. In 50 years of education? Yes. <laughs> Podcasts are fairly new. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Wishing everybody a Shabbat Shalom, and don't forget to print up your table talk.